I learned how to love and this journey just has made me such a better person. So much more compassionate, so much, um, I think that's my, no, that's not my phone. Um, it's just made me much more compassionate, much more, uh, kinder. And, you know, I, I, I really, um, I don't know. I just really became the person I always wanted to become through this. And it's just so sad. And I, and I think about it all the time. Like, why did this have something so bad have to happen for me to learn something so good? I know my last intro was uh, colored by some seriousness, to say the least, and I want to try to balance it out here, especially because this uh, this episode. Well, let's just say that I'm I'm a fan of the earnest convo, the earnest connection, the earnest chit chat, and getting into the the deep, ru- the real, raw material. There, a good friend of mine. Well, first let me say that our guest is Stephanie. Um, she is the owner of Sugar Bottom Hemp, and you're gonna love this, to say the least. Uh, I was, I think she and I, it's fair to say, we're both uh, very, very surprised by how, or not very, very surprised, but at least just moved by the quality of our connection here, and and I hope you are moved too, because. It's a good one. But yeah, the owner of Sugar Bottom Hemp. And I'll say more about that as we go. Um, but what I was going to mention a second ago, the <laughs> my good friend says to me, you're the easiest person I've ever met to get along with as long as the you're, whoever you're with is willing to be Naked and raw. <laughs> and I think he might be right. I am pretty easy to get along with. That's why I have a wide variety and a very such a diverse group of friends and people that I connect with on a regular basis. And I don't require that they're naked. <laughs> Not literally, of course. Don't require that they're naked at all. Um, figuratively, though, I guess it just becomes the more, more and more consistent norm is that we're going to whether you're we're even doing it on purpose or whether we both want to at the moment, we're probably going to inevitably have to get into something with a kind of vulnerability and and um, openness, if you will. I mean, everything about me is kind of about openness, 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 especially on the skeletal system, especially because I like CBD. <laughs> we'll come back to that too. Um or maybe we'll just keep going with that because I don't think there's a whole lot I need to say given how much I dumped on y'all in the last intro. But um, sponsors, you know, Philadelphia Table Company. Ah, Gosh, there's always so much I can point to. 
I was just I just had dinner the other night with a group of friends over, and I put in the uh, the sleeve for the table to make it bigger. I have a I have a white oak dining room table made from Philadelphia Table Company, and I've had it for a little while, and I'm a it's wonderful, it's beautiful, but I guess the specific value that I I could see from this particular night was having a beautiful dining room table makes people want to just be there with you as long, as long as possible. And if you don't have that, and if you don't have the comfortable chairs to go with the beautiful table, and you want people to be at your home and to hang out and stay for a while and to just feel a certain quality of connection that is is just like heaven on earth, um, do something about it. <laughs> and the first thing you can do is get a damn Philadelphia Table Company dining room table. Best local, and local meaning uh, at the very least, we'll say, um, the Eastern Seaboard, but local could also be specific to Obviously, the Philadelphia suburbs and around Philadelphia in general into New York. Um, best local company for anything of that nature, for sure. And anything meaning tables, um, dog houses, shelves, cabinets, very specific kinds of shelves and cabinets, I should say. Um, coat racks and booths. Uh, I think the wildest thing I'm aware that they built was were stairs, I think, at a restaurant, which is pretty groovy. But certainly, tables are the specialty. And if you truly care about having a table where people can commune and connect, just get a damn Philadelphia Table Company. Philadelphia Table. A table from a Philadelphia Table Company. <laughs> uh, one of my additional favorite factors is that they're extremely eco-friendly. They're inspired by Patagonia. And if you know anything about Patagonia, you know that it's one of the most environmentally friendly and sustainable, sustainability-focused businesses of, on the planet. And Philadelphia Table Company strives to be the same. And they're doing a pretty damn good job. All right. So I'll leave you with that. Stephanie Harris is our wonderful guest, owner of Sugar Bottom Hemp. Um, she was noodling about what to say for a little while about herself and what she has chosen is to, she, cause I asked, I always ask people, do you have anything you want me to say about you in the intro? And I'll add whatever I'm going to add. Um, her request is that you join her in learning about her company, which is a native Bucks County company. And she is a native to Bucks County. Um, but, and you'll hear about all of that. She lived in New York for a while and has a background in um, a couple different uh, industries which have helped her become a pioneer in the CBD hemp space. And again, specifically locally to this area. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was, a, like I said, she's gone from farm kid in Bucks County to her phrase, city slicker. And now she's come full circle to farm life. And she's had a hell of a journey along the way. You sure have, Stephanie. And I, I will add, because it's important, I think, going into this to give you a little context, 
Um, Stefan and I, there's two things I'll add. One is that um, we were encouraged to talk by someone else. Um, we mentioned that person, Danielle, who is part of the uh, Red Hill, let me make sure I get that right. I didn't write it down beforehand. Um, Red Barn Home School, which is pretty neat. She was a guest here as well a couple episodes ago. Um, she's connected, or her particular exciting venture is called Local Spotlight with Danielle. And she has a connection to Organons, to say the least. It's an understatement. But the Local Spotlight with Danielle uh, is key. And Danielle connected Stephanie and me. And very glad she did. And you'll hear why, uh, as I hinted at, the quality of our conversation was basically perfect, <laughs> especially because we had literally never met. All I knew about her was uh, everything I just said about CBD and hemp, but also, critically, her backstory as to why she got into this. Her partner has severe Alzheimer's. Her wife has severe Alzheimer's. And I won't take away from what we talk about, but yeah, I, I, you're going to hear a lot about that, to say the least. And I don't try to make anything happen in any of these conversations, so I did not try to make Stephanie feel um, any particular emotions and... I certainly did not try to make her cry, uh, nor did I try to make myself cry. But I think why I say this conversation was perfect is because we were the we were just the right amount of open and curious and and willing to explore together, such that especially given we had only ever spoken once on the phone and just via text. This is the first time we were face-to-face. -face. I think that there's just something you're going to hear that is so worth trying to recreate and repeat as often as you freaking can with as many people as you can. So thank you, Stephanie. And needless to say, her hemp is awesome. oh, the CBD products are fantastic. Oh, you'll hear you'll hear a lot of talk about a particular kombucha can that I have uh, in front of me for most of the conversation. I drank it later that night, and needless to say, yes, it was a very relaxing evening. Thank you again, Stephanie. All right, enjoy. Yeah, but we could just talk in here. You'll see. Okay, so I'll talk in, and I'll see how. It's so subtle from there, but yeah. Or so, should I get closer like that? You can move it where you want okay. it. It'll work, but the closer you, closer. you can be, the better. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have a mic in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> um, we're not. This isn't. Yeah, no, yet. I'm, I'm teasing. So, but I think essentially we're good to go. How does that sound to you? That sounds good. Okay. And this is where I should be. Yeah, but be comfortable. Lean okay. back, move it. All right, you know, I can just move it we're closer. We're going to be, we have a, an hour. You need to get out at 10 of or be done this and um, If we're done at quarter of. Even better. Then we're out at 10 of. You're seeing Tom at 2? Two? Uh, 2.15, but I need to get changed 
and you you yeah. you're good. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, we yeah. had an hour, um, which is perfect. Yeah, because things always go over, and then that allows for a little bit of space in between. Because I'm always late for him, and I hate being late. For and him. I'll watch. You don't have to pay attention. This, I this doesn't tell time. That's cute. <laughs> That's good. I I will keep track. All right. You now I have it all. Since you've told me, I have it all clear. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. I think we're, yeah. So, so all of that we're going to use. <laughs> you know what I wanted to actually mention is how adorable your shoelaces are. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> I bought these from a high school uh, kid who had a little shoelace stand at the farmer's markets. And he had these little... Locally. Uh, yeah, locally. And, uh, yeah, little entrepreneur. He's such a great, uh, great kid. So a little high school pot, yes. uh, pot kid. Yes. He, but from I know day it's one, hemp. I know. yeah, but from day one, he's like, look, they're hemp laces, hemp laces. And I'm like, no, no they're, they're pot not. laces. <laughs> <laughs> but still very nice. And you, yeah, you are sporting them. They look lovely. I think we'll make sure we take a picture. <laughs> yeah, actually we need to make sure we take. We yes. give ourselves time my, for a picture too. My dirty sneakers. These are, yeah. Well, they're good though. Farm sneakers. Why don't we build on that and you show me what you brought? You okay. Want to do that. Sure. And I want to know about jade, the jade. Is that jade? Yeah. So it's beautiful. You know, I I I guess I'm uh, the queen of commerce. I love. Uh, I, there was a woman who had a booth at the Holiday Bazaar in Union Square, New York, for many years, every year, and uh -huh. she would do these beautiful jade bracelets. And every year I would get a new one and I just kind of go back to them, you know, every so often. So I haven't worn this one in years, but I love that it has the center hollowed out. I love that you have the yeah, it's really uh, nice. color. Yeah, it all works. I'll just keep pointing out all the little bling. <laughs> I guess the only other thing would be your shirt, which again, I think is, it, it looks, uh, actually I can show you the maple syrup bottle. I think you've, you've heard that before. No, no. Oh, well. It's a compliment, especially okay. because what trees, there's a variety of trees on here. Is one of them a maple tree? The uh, orange tree is a maple. Yeah. So it, I'm, not, yes. I'm not totally crazy in saying that. Well, and, and so <laughs> we're on Sugar Bottom Road and yeah. it's just so, I love the irony. I love the the wink and the nod. I love the, the play of having our brand name be Sugar Bottom Hemp because there's yeah. just a lot of fun with that name and you know i love when guys come over and they're like oh i call her my sugar bottom you're like uh -huh. um so yes. wow yeah we've we've heard it all i've heard it all um in a very playful you know, way I, it's delightful yes. i just wonder like yeah. if that's the opening line when you meet somebody or <laughs> do you have a little chit chat beforehand uh no, either way I, I i haven't used it in a pickup so <laughs> I, I don't know that yet I can't. <laughs> Um, but the, uh, the colloquial or the, uh, you know, the historic name for sugar bottom is a collection of, uh, sugar maple trees, or it's, I've also heard it's a bend in a, in a river or stream where you get a mineral deposit and they call that a sugar bottom. And so oh. we're on sugar bottom road. What's the history of that term? Do you know? Uh, Again, that's we'd have to look it up. It's a it's a you know more of a um, early settler. Uh, oh well, that's a that's yes. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so where we are on Sugar Bottom Road is at the uh, bend in the uh, Neshaminy Creek, 
And uh, there's this, you know, it's probably a quarter of a mile from where the farm is, uh, where the, the creek is, and there's a nice big bend in. Uh, the land is quite low there, and there's this huge palisade, this cliff rising above the stream. Oh. So I would imagine that that's originally where Sugar Bottom yeah, came from. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, the house on the logo is the original homestead on the farm. I was hoping. Yeah. Not a random. No. Not a random image. No. So that's from nine, uh, 1742. And I put a sugar maple tree on the logo uh, awesome. for sugar maple. Did you yeah. design it? More uh, or, or help no, design it at least? I, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I used, I? yes, yes, yes. I use uh, 99 designs for. This chill one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. Okay. Um, well, all right. One thing at a time. Yes. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, I went on, you know, I did. The entrepreneurial thing, and I went on 99designs, and I put up a contest, uh, yeah. and uh, that's what somebody came back with. Uh, we did that years ago for this, and yeah, it was helpful. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first version of it. Um, we have since uh, are in the process of launching a beverage. Oh. Yes. And so what you see on the chill label is our new logo. Uh, we hired a design team to help with the packaging of the drink okay. so you can see there's a we we lost that sherlock font mm. we yeah, um, yeah, yeah. brought the name up higher into the center of the logo uh they you know they're amazingly talented mm -hmm. and so yeah and this is the drink and here's the drink oh that's exciting yeah do i get to drink that you get to drink this oh sweet it is <laughs> crazy delicious um and that's that's what's essentially in the drink, this chill yes. one. No, the chill, um, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to jump in. Um, so That's kombucha. Yes. Oh, good. So I worked with Olga from Baba's Bucha in Phoenixville. She okay. Her kombucha is amazing. And it's really dense. It's thick. And we did a nano emulsion of our CBD oil because the oil itself is really thick and dense. It's it's yeah. uh, like a paste, and it if you drink it, it'll take about forty five minutes for you to feel the effects. The nano emulsion breaks down that um, size of the molecule from let's say one one thousandth to one one billionth. So it's super small. And you absorb it uh, into your bloodstream much more quickly. So huh. you get the benefit of this in five to 10 minutes. And it's crazy delicious. So with the nano emulsion, it makes it, uh, it goes from this brown, heavy liquid paste to a kind of grayish, milky, hazy liquid. And when we add it to the kombucha, it makes it hazy. So that's why we now call this purple haze. Well, I, I want to chug Long this <laughs> in order to have it, and I will make sure that I pour it in here. Yes. Should I rinse this beforehand? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I'll make sure we do yeah. that while we're drink while we're talking. Yeah. Um, so this was our I'm first excited. run, and when we did the, um, 
Yeah, I'm sure you have another glass. I do, but I can quickly just get one in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When we did the first run. Or just drink out of the can. You could. (laughs) We did. I made a mistake on our calculation. So this has 37 milligrams of CBD in the can versus 25 as stated on the label. Mm -hmm. I will do our next canning the week of the 16th, and that will be at 25. Okay. Yeah. So you will be very chilled out. Nano emulsify on here. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really, really pretty. Yeah. So we're, I'm so proud of this because it's, it really uh, brings on uh, all of my history in the wine and spirits industry and my previous work experience with what I'm doing now. It's the ultimate bridge, if you will, in, in the professional. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a complete, yeah. almost a full circle. Yes, but yes. Tying in all of the other elements, which reminds me of some of the things Danielle and I did speak about. Mm-hmm. Like She kept coming back to the history of her uh, entrepreneurial journey. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember when I, I don't know, you, re- you said you listened to it, and I remember she was harking back to childhood, like these mm-hmm. things that have always been true for me. So you were how old when you started in New York? It was in New York, right? In Working New York. in the wine and spirits. Yeah, 24. Yeah, so you are bringing quite yeah. a few things together. I mean, that's young adult, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. I, half uh, a lifetime ago. Half a lifetime ago, I was given, I answered an ad in the New York Times. Like, that doesn't even exist anymore in the paper, New York Times. Cir- New York, the New York circled Times, the yeah. ad, <laughs> made the call, showed up for my interview, had you know, as I like to say, I had the right outfit and the right smile on the right day. I knew nothing. I, I knew. And this is near that meatpacking area? Uh, this was in the 20s. Um, but my territory was um, the village. I had a bit of Soho. I had some downtown. I had some. And they just they handed me a an account list, a case of wine and said, go get them, kid. And it, it yeah, was. Well, yeah, truly. New York in the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't sound far off yeah truly sink or swim and only when i got uh meeting my customers did i realize that the person that i was replacing left to start his own import business so his customers loved him they didn't need me (laughs) so it was very uh you know i figured it out and and that was uh just life being very lucky for me well you are clearly very i hope you were then too i mm-hmm. suspect you were very relatable and personable and i knew nothing. you have some good they social were so, skills that probably paid off right they were, my first my customers were so nice to me i mean i just i look back now and and i don't know that i had the um wherewithal to really appreciate what they did for me to help me get started and you know and and as you i got still in touch with anybody uh, people that i worked with yes okay yeah I can't relate to that concept at, at 35. I don't have 24 <laughs> years to look back on, or 26, obviously. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. It, it, 24 were you, I assume, not long out of college? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Did you have any relevant uh, studies that prepared you for that? Just completely I had worked green. Uh, totally <laughs> green. I love... Growing up, I wanted to be a chef, and so I always loved A little food. bit of overlap. Yes, so I loved food. I loved, um, you know, I wanted I wanted to have a restaurant. So I I knew what that was all about because I worked in restaurants growing up. Um, you know, I worked at Peddler's Village uh, when I was growing up, and 
I did an internship in the summer at the Hyatt in Princeton. I mean, I did all of those things that uh, you're supposed to do as a kid that not necessarily a lot of kids do anymore. Um, well, forgive me. I forget. Did you say you're from this area? Yes. Oh, I forgot that part. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So all I, right. I uh, went to Buckingham Friends. I went to CB East. Really and, from this area? Yeah. yeah. And I, when I moved back to the area, I moved back to live on my parents' farm. I have my own little house, uh-huh. my own little Schitt's Creek cottage on the house, uh, on the property. <laughs> <laughs> they had a motel, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's the same shabbiness on the exterior that I, I uh, identify with. Yeah. Yes, yes. That was one of my, I guess, quarantine shows. Oh, yeah. It's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, tempted to go down that path, but I know we're, we're at, this is actually going to be one of our relatively most uh, efficient shows. So I don't know if talking about Schitt's Creek, uh, however tempting it is to get into the Levy or Levy mm-hmm. family, I don't know if that's worth our time. Except I, I will say that I love, I do very much think that the, uh, yeah, the overall story is beautiful and that that whole thing with um, Daniel and is it Patrick? Mm-hmm. It was, it, yeah. Yeah. What Happy a great ending. moment. Yeah. What a yeah. great moment. Kind of reminds me of that same sort of ob- the obvious overlap being, um, um, not sure how to word it, but same sex, cu- same sex couples, obviously mm-hmm. the, um, epi- the Thanksgiving episode, I think won a, an Emmy in uh, master of none. Did you ever see that one? I don't think so. Okay, well, let's not, not a, go into that. But yeah, it's I'm not really a good. Big TV person, so. I'm... Well, if you watch Shit's Creek, you, you do kind of have a. You just said you at the end of the day either put on, uh, I guess, the Olympics or Phillies. That's not yeah. necessarily TV. But... Yeah, no. <laughs> or the Golf Channel. I mean, this is There's a, a lot very of sports there. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. So you've you've identified as an athlete. Yeah. Um, and we know we're, you're going for a workout after this. What was your background in athletics? I forget what you um, told me earlier. So in high school, I started playing uh, softball. I was always on the golf team. Um, my senior year, I chose not to play softball. And my track coach, uh, Mike Wallace, who's still in the area, uh, he he was my golf coach. He wanted me to do track with him. And he was the... Um, field specialist out on field coach. So he was the coach of all the men and the girls and boys who threw, whether it was shot, discus, javelin. And he also did that in the winter. And he got me to throw the shot put discus and javelin in my senior year. I mean, I was always a skinny kid, (laughs) but somehow I figured out how to do this. And you look like you know how to move. Yeah. And that's really what it was, was being coordinated and, you know, figuring out how to, how to get the most out of it. And so I, I had a blast. It was really the most fun because we, our, uh, track team was really talented. We did really well in, uh, the area, um, in all of our meets, you know, we won our division. And so it was really, it was a lot of fun. And I also learned how to do something in my senior year that I'd never done before. And I won all the time. So it was really quite amusing because I was just this skinny girl and then, you know, these bigger girls and all different backgrounds. And, you know, I go in and do my thing and you do have the more classic, like distance runner body. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 
I assume you did yes. then too. So yeah, and and so I won. But you're right; it is a yeah. matter of coordination, especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. So I won the discus in districts. I went to states. I didn't really have any, you know, Good didn't job. think I was going to go anywhere with it. So, you know, I just enjoyed that moment. Um, and then I went to states in golf. So, you know, I went to states in two sports, which was fun, but then didn't really do much when I went to college. And, you know, that was... Uh, Where did you go to college? I went to Fairleigh Dickinson. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a private uh, college in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, so I was a hotel restaurant major and wasn't necessarily <laughs> following uh, with sports because I, you know, working and being a professional was much more important to my overall uh, plan yeah. than anything else. So, And I know we're probably skipping steps, but obviously then it's mm -hmm. wine. Mm -hmm. And somewhere... About 15 to 20 years later, I'm guessing closer to 20, um, this happens. Yeah. And obviously, the big component being Tanya, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so, not to make a fairly dramatic shift. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, fill in a few of those gaps. So, I got in the wine and spirits industry, uh, was managing uh, 35 states for a Napa Valley winery. Uh, spent a lot of time on the road and at that point had met Tanya. Um, we just, we, she was amazing and we were each other's person. And, you know, it was just, uh, you know, so far the love of my life and uh, amazing. And um, through traveling and working for this winery, I had this idea that people, while they love collectible wines, they really want uh, something that's more um, calorie conscious, more fun, and a day-to-day -day, uh, drink, not always this sophisticated uh, collector wine. And so I uh, had this idea for a wine cocktail uh, before wine and cans became a thing, before White Claw became a thing. And uh, she really pushed me to realize my dream. And so I created... Uh, this brand called Maven brought it to market. I was in five states. I was uh, had interest um, to get it in 7-Eleven and all these other outlets. But concurrently, she was diagnosed with early onset dementia mm -hmm. and uh, really took the wind out of my sails um, because that, you know, work is great, but finding love is just so much more important. And I I couldn't do both. As much as I wanted to do both, I, I just did not have the bandwidth uh, to do both. And uh, she really declined quickly. You know, when I would go away on work trips, there would always be an event that needed my attention. Um, you know, I couldn't be out of out of the state for more than, you know, eight hours. I couldn't be away from her longer than that because inevitably something would happen uh, where she needed care. And so it was tough, you know, and, and yet when I... When did that start again? It's, we, so we started, we worked together uh, on a project of hers in 2011, 2012 that um, 
sadly did not make it. Um, she, that was a 60 city tour of 40 horses doing high level dressage. It was called a passionata. It was amazing. And, uh, it, it, um, was funded by a German, um, the owner of the show was German and they were in their own cash crisis. And so he couldn't get the funding to operate the show here. And so we had to end the tour early. But while we were working together, she would be writing an email and she's like, why is my computer not working and yours does? Why does your phone work and mine doesn't? Why does the remote work for you and not for me? And it was all of these uh, challenges that she had with figuring things out, you know, the executive functioning that is kind of day-to-day life. And, um, you know, we were just very... We didn't understand it, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I helped her with emails and correspondence where things needed to have a beginning of a sentence and an end of a sentence and, you know, um, uh, be grammatically correct and something presentable. Uh, so we kind of helped each other with that. And when the show didn't make it, that's when she really pushed me to do Maven and I got it going, but then she really declined very quickly. So it's been the better part of a decade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we started using CBD to help manage her depression and upset around what was happening. Obviously Different company. You different, were, yeah, yeah, different different company. And I was using it for stress because I was just, you know, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yes, it sounds it, yeah. pretty overwhelming. And very heavy. And, you know, I uh, learned that I couldn't be upset. I couldn't be anything but happy for her because she couldn't differentiate my feelings from her feelings. And so it really became something that we both used for a variety of reasons, but helped us tremendously. So uh, 2018, we got to the point where I couldn't, I I really didn't have, I couldn't go anywhere. Um, I had help. I had uh, caregivers during the day, but she, she, her world just became so closed and, uh, and the anxiety around losing me was just very intense. So if I, if I went somewhere, it was where Stephanie a thousand times to the point where they had to call me. Um, if I was in the other room, she'd walk in on me every five minutes. If, um, after, uh, the caregivers left, if I went to the garbage disposal to drop off our, you know, our garbage, she would break down, you know, thinking that I went, somewhere and I wasn't coming back. If I took the dogs for their last walk and, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, she would have a total meltdown because she thought I left, you know, and and the dogs are gone. And I mean, it was just very, very sad. And I just felt that I didn't, I couldn't go anywhere. She didn't want to go anywhere because she was afraid of losing me outside. We would get in the car. She was, there was just a lot. It was, yeah, you get it. Oh, well, it was, it was, I don't think I get it. Yeah. I think I am listening. Yeah. I don't, I, I can hear my anxiety. This is the just, close, yeah. Yeah. And I see, I'm looking at your eyes, obviously. And I think everybody would be able to hear that. And yeah, 
I think for myself and many people, the closest frame of reference is probably, quite frankly, like a movie or yeah. some other person's story. So yeah. quite no, this is the closest. I, I, I certainly know of other people. It doesn't matter. I don't get it because I haven't lived yeah. it, what you're describing. But it's, um, I'm, I've got a lot of, yeah. I'm very curious. So is she, so, where is she now? I so I assume obviously somebody's with her now. Yeah. yeah. So I moved her into memory care and uh, outside of uh, New York City in Connecticut. And, um, you know, she was very, she was okay with the decision but then upset that that was where she was because she would look around. She was very aware that she was in a home with a lot of older people that she didn't relate to. I assume she's your age. Yeah. Well, she's she just turned 58 yesterday. Which so, is essentially the same, yes. really, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, through that first year of her being there, I spent a lot of time there, but I also started working and, uh, I, I didn't necessarily want to go back into the wine business. And I had a friend who was, uh, starting a cannabis company in California who needed operational help. And, uh, I went out and worked with them for six or seven months, uh, getting their business set up. And it was, it was a tremendous learning experience and, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, um, and it was something that I could do for a week, every couple weeks, um, out in California, work from New York, and then also see her every day. Um, but then I realized like, I didn't want to move to California. I didn't, <laughs> like it was hard to see her every day if you move. Yeah. To California. And I wasn't getting paid. So it was, you know, truly an internship. So it wasn't a, uh, financially sustainable situation, Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was like, why am I, why am I doing all of this? And so, uh, I stopped working for them and, uh, started a e-commerce site for CBD cause I was using it. She was using it. I had real life experience with it and had a lot of fun bringing that, uh, online. And at the same time, I heard one of my neighbors was growing hemp uh, to my parents, one of my parents' neighbors was growing hemp. And so I would go down and visit with my parents and stop over the farm and see what his guys were doing. And it was illuminating and fascinating. And, you know, there's just something magical about working with the hemp plants and just therapeutic and just time melting. And, um, you know, the, the, I, I think one of the interesting parts of, hemp and cannabis is that you're working with the female plant. And so it's this mother nature, uh, spiritual moment, if you will, of, of kindness and goodness and, uh, really loved going down and spending time. And I get in the car, I'm like, oof, I feel so relaxed, so good. And it was very, uh, nourishing. Uh, and so, um, I did that for a couple months met the owner of the farm, uh, Fred Hagen, and he and I started talking about uh, just life and, well, what do you do? And I told him uh, about my e-commerce site. I showed him what I did with my wine cocktail. And he's like, well, do you think you'd want to do that for all of this? And I jumped at the opportunity. It was amazing to take something uh, that 
his guys had grown and uh, harvested and take that to extraction and uh, create a brand around all of that uh, that's authentic, that is wholesome, that is meaningful, and are products that I use uh, to great benefit. And and what I really love is how great um, the commentary and uh, the reviews are from people that use our products. You know, it just it it is amazing to hear what people say. And that that part of it is, I think, um, what what gets me up every morning, which is really neat. So so I think that's the uh, the full story to it all. And, um, you know, I moved down here in November of 2019. I moved Tanya down to a home uh, close by and I get to see her every day. I get to do the farming. I get to do farmer's markets. And, you know, I just have this totally different life than I had in New York City. And and I just, like, it's, it's kind of amazing what uh, 10 years has brought in my life and, and the radical changes that I've experienced. You still have family in this area? Yeah, I live. Uh, I I live on the farm. My parents are in the main house. And oh, so, that's okay. I yeah, could, I was trying to keep up with the timing. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I know there's you, a lot you of said moving pieces. That, and yeah, that was the Schitt's Creek joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I see them okay. on a daily basis. That's good. Yeah, that's... my mom. Uh, she works. Uh, she operates a uh, horse business, and so she teaches uh, children through adults, all ages, how to ride. They board horses. Uh, my Sounds mom like a great environment for Tanya. Yeah, my mom doesn't teach anymore. We have a really great gal that teaches and and does the Still. yes, yeah. It's a lot of work. What you were saying about the just overall sort of transcendent or spiritual uh, experience of being with these plants, I mm-hmm. am uh, confident you could probably say is true of most nature. And right. <laughs> the right. horses are argue obviously. Yes. people have those similar experiences. Yeah, the ladies come to the barn. They are like, "Oh, I'll just be at the barn for an hour." No, they're there for All hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's a bonding that happens that is amazing, and and that's why people have hobbies. You know, they really get from their hobbies uh, so much. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. I can think of a few of mine. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something that I'm, I've been thinking about how to frame as you've been talking and goes back to what you said earlier on about love. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine your, your, your awareness of being in love hasn't evolved. Is it fair to say that it's changed? Oh, it's definitely changed. I mean, I feel like, I mean, this is, it's a fascinating thing because I, um, I wasn't sure when you made that face there, if I was going to go with this direction there. No, like I, it's love has evolved and changed and it's like, I don't understand why I need to take care of Tanya to the level that I do. You know, I go to the home every day and I spend time with her. I don't see other family members like I'm there. Um, really? Not her family members um, of the other residents. No, I know they, we're not referring to what we talked yeah, about a moment ago. Yeah, yeah earlier. They're, yeah. Um, you know, other people just don't show up for their loved ones once they're in a home. 
you know, and I don't know if it's because of time or whatever. I mean, it is a significant amount of time every day to see her, you know, from getting there, the time there, getting all of that. Um, but I just, you know, you, I want to make sure that she knows that she's loved and she's cared for and that she's getting fed and she's clean and, you know, all of those things. And, and if you don't show up, you don't know those things. And so I, um, you know, it's, it's not romantic love, you know, that left long ago, you know, that was a very sad chapter when, you know, that, that part of our life was not feasible, you know, or healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and now it's a, it, it's love as I, as I love my mom, as I love my sister, as I would want them to take care of me as I would take care of either of them or, you know, any family member, you know, it's just this, um, making sure that she's okay. I, I'm sure you haven't lost. Oh, it's a, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting any particular answer. I just realized like <laughs> that was a really important word you used. Yeah. You mentioned, I think the love of your life or you said something mm-hmm. to in that vein used one of those phrases like, wow, that must feel different today and yeah i'm sure you are still kind of romantically in love but but With maybe her? that's different yeah there's no romance like it's okay because she um that you was know. the face again <laughs> <laughs> well because she's just not uh you know her and i don't know how to say it politely but it's like she isn't capable of understanding that. And there was a chapter in a time where, you know, she doesn't like her shirt being taken off. She doesn't like being exposed. She's Mm. as if a little girl, you know, they don't want that. You know, they know when. I think that probably is why I'm asking, because like I said, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what it's like. And it's, that might be one of the hardest things to perhaps try to understand or comprehend or relate to it's like mm-hmm. god how do you yeah deal changes. with that <laughs> it was hard i mean and that is what those movies are usually about yeah right yeah because we got to the point i mean it's uh probably too much information but we got to the point mm, probably not <laughs> uh, romantically where like she didn't know what the next step was and yeah. it doesn't feel good it's not uh fun to tell someone you know what to do and yeah. they're there can be role play where yes, that is, but like this isn't that where, you know, no, we you're obviously you're self aware. Yeah, all like of those cases, yeah. it wasn't. Uh, it just didn't. You know, she. So it just got to the point where it wasn't. Um, it just wasn't sexy, you know, and it wasn't. A part, yeah, and, I, I wasn't meeting. She wasn't meeting me halfway, and so then it it just felt awkward. And, and we both wanted romance, but she understood it. She's like, yeah, no, I, I know why I know, Mm. you know, she just knew that she wasn't capable of figuring out the next steps, but that, and that lasted, you know, three or six months of, you know, why can't we, you know, I really miss that. And I was like, yeah, I, I miss it too. But you know, it just, you know, and she, she's like, I know. And, and that part was very sad. But then we got to the point where she did not want to be exposed. Um, you know, she didn't like being changed. She's like, oh, don't touch me there. You know, where it became something where 
it became naughty in a childlike way. And, you know, now we're, you know, at the point where, you know, she really struggles putting words together. You know, she will talk and it doesn't make any sense. But every once in a while, I'll get three or four coherent words that are just magical, you know, and that that she's still there, you know, gets me emotional. I think that's what yes. I was kind of trying to, <laughs> Yeah, I was curious about selfishly, yeah. not that yeah. I'm, I appreciate your candor about the sensual and the sexual, <laughs> I wasn't in yeah. really even thinking about that. I was thinking about the fact that you're so obviously kind and gentle and, and uh, graceful, mm -hmm. which is what we kind of talked about as the potential theme here. Mm -hmm. And clearly love would be second nature to you. So seeing that and seeing how that must be something that's, again, the only neutral word I can say is evolved. Yeah. I was I mean, very I miss curious. It. Yeah. I miss it. Like, oh, you make me cry just thinking about like I, we, we had, it was really good. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I want that back in my life, but it's just very hard for, you know, to date because, you know, I want to date, I'm vocal about wanting to date, but it's, you know, it's a lot for, for women, you know, to walk in and have Tanya as part of the picture, you know, because it's not like she is, you know, I, I think it's you know, I wouldn't want to date someone with a four-year-old, let's say, you know, because that's just a lot, you know, like, and I think it's a very similar situation. Yeah. But I, I mean, we just had, it was good love. It was really good love. And yeah, I, that's what's obvious. yeah. And I loved, I learned how to love and this journey just has made me such a better person so much more compassionate, so much, um, I think that's my, no, that's not my phone. Um, it's just made me much more compassionate, much more, uh, kinder. And, you know, I, I, I really, um, I don't know. I just really became the person I always wanted to become through this. And, it's just so sad. And I, and I think about it all the time. Like, why did this have something so bad have to happen for me to learn something so good? There's a table full of CBD. Would you like it? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Heavy. Because you did I not expect a, uh, it can be heavy. Life can be heavy. You were, you about to say you didn't expect what you didn't expect in terms of life in general? Or, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I mean, it's real yeah. life. You're living, it is real you're, life. you're really alive. And I, yeah. I, yeah, there's, I obviously just hinted at the word grace that came mm -hmm. up twice when we were talking before. Um, yeah, you, for what it's worth, it's pretty obvious that you, move with that and live with that right and you know that you have yeah, a sense of that for yourself I do and and I also think I've learned it in other ways and um you know golf has been an amazing teacher 
as well. <laughs> I know I, you wouldn't think it is. Well, no, I, I mean my yeah. whole world is is framed around movement fundamentally, yeah. so I can imagine where you might go with that. But I think that you know, with um, doing any sport at a high, and I don't particularly say I'm doing this at a high level, but I. Uh, I would like to be at a higher level than I am, but it's, you know, you have to, you have to forgive and you have to be kind to yourself. And so. And be one with the ball, right? Yeah. But it's all like, so I learned how to be that for time. (laughs) I learned how to do that. No, 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 (laughs) no. Noonan. Um, (laughs) So no, I, I learned how to do that with Tanya. And then I think I've learned how to do that with myself. And I, I think that that, that is the full circle part of it. And now I've, you know, I feel I've had several opportunities where I've done that for friends and, you know, it's, it's learning how to, to do that on a, on a larger everyday, everyday ways. Well, you ask the why question, which it's the answer is almost impossible, or at least it's not something that anybody I imagine could give you. We ask these why questions. Or necessary to know. Yeah, or necessary to know, which, yes, is actually quite literally what I was writing about when you arrived. (laughs) Seriously, because I, and I don't want to make a macro leap or like, you know, shift from the you and your personal experience here but the um one of the other things we talked about that general kind of challenge that i think we're all facing specifically with respect to how to navigate the the covid world Mm -hmm. or the the pandemic and and the vaccine challenge that seems pretty universally um i guess it's fair to say um just tough for people right now uh mm-hmm. or or pr- it is presenting all of us with i think what you and i could agree on is an opportunity well we'll agree on a lot but in this moment the opportunity to learn something that we all probably have to learn and what i guess i'm getting at based on what we said earlier is the how do i phrase this um i think there's something that you're suggesting unintentionally here that is relevant to that mm-hmm. and relevant for all of us in that you've and, and anybody dealing with what you're dealing with with the level of grace that you're showing is representing something that everybody needs to see like there's a potential to live well with the unknown mm-hmm. Moment to moment to moment to moment to that moment. That was a hard one. <laughs> Giving up. I mean, that was. Isn't it like the hardest thing though? Isn't that our is. fundamental challenge right now? I mean, it it is giving up control. Accepting uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that that was our, you know, our our biggest challenge through the whole journey. Both Tanya and I's uh, challenge. For her, it was realizing that she had no control, and, um, you know, she wasn't making. Uh, the best decisions, which led to me taking over. Or couldn't make them, right? Correct, correct. The literal incapability, literal loss of the potential. Correct, Yeah. right. So uh, there was that. And then on my side, it was just the fact that I couldn't 
affect her outcome. And every time I had a plan for what was going to be, it was out the window. And so it's this idea of not having control. Like we, we think we do, we think we know what is. And, and I think that it was, uh, definitely the big challenge for me was just to be all right. Like I, I can't affect this change. All I can do is be loving in the moment to the best of my ability, given what I'm given right now. Yeah, I appreciate you the way you worded that because I think the general lesson right now that we touching on what we were discussing earlier mm-hmm. is seeing that if you thought you could have control in an absolute way or, or in a complete way, or if you right. thought you could know, you have to take a step back and recognize there's a level of uncertainty and a lack of control that you actually need to live with. And I do believe... That we all live with. Well, we all live with, but we don't all accept. And I yes. think that what we actually want is possible with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you could have the grace you're showing if you didn't accept that. I think you right. wouldn't be visiting Tanya. I think right. you wouldn't have done what you're doing with Sugar Bottom. Correct. I don't think you'd I, I, be I agree. clearly yeah. uh, content. Yeah. So the thing that people want is actually possible with that. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible without that. I think it isn't, but I'm not willing to say for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, my big, you know, I say it all the time, like my big learning from all of this was like, it was, is, do I want this to define me or do I want to accept it and, and, and have, I don't know, just a greater perspective of happiness. Oh, learn and grow. Yeah. And grow from it. And so, you know, I could be sad and depressed and, all of those things. And I was, you know, that was grief in real time, you know, grief in real time. Like it is, it, it's real, you know, it's, uh, but I think that that's, uh, you basically lost your wife. Yeah. 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 And, and get a daily reminder because she's still like, there's moments and glimmers of her humor or this, or, you know, her, you know, really it's her humor. I mean, it's just some of the things that she says are just so funny. Um, but you know, on a weekly basis, she'll summon and I love you out of thin air. And it's just amazing. You know, she, she knows that, that somebody's still present for her, you know, and, and she hasn't forgotten me. You know, that was the big challenge was that she was forgetting people and she wasn't asking for people, but she would always ask for me, you know? And so she, like that, that was a hard one for her circle of friends. You know, they just, that was a big, a big one for them. So, yeah, I, you know, to make a macro leap though, I think what you were saying about, um, well, you know, I only did that because you asked a why question. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's that's not. But go on. Yes. Yeah, you know, but I just think that you know, I I look at customers. I you know, I do these farmers markets. They're amazing. I get to talk to people all the time, because they all have real questions about. You said you have one today, right? I do. Yeah. 
<laughs> Where is it again? Uh, it's in Warrington. Um, it's on the verge of Horsham. It's in on Folly Road. So it's the, I don't know, is that the western edge of Warrington? I guess I you would call so. that. But yeah. you were saying you, they, you get to ask them or they ask you questions. They ask me questions and it's just fascinating. You know, you can, I can make broad generalizations about my customers and I, I can talk to someone for three sentences and know whether or not they're going to buy or if they're open to it because they, it, it's that willingness to look outside of the normal conventions of treatment and relief towards something else. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I can, I, it's fun and it's kind of a game because I, I kind of know who my customers are going to be before they even know it. Um, yeah. And I want to put a little, um, ping there because of something else we both acknowledge, which is knowing we're not going to touch on this in any quote unquote political way, but you just acknowledged obviously the the value of, I hate these labels, honestly, like alternative or holistic or right. I whatever, do the, yeah. whatever the hell you want to say. I can't stand them. That's why I call this business what it is. It's just right. what's real. And right. what's real is both. Like you took a Pfizer vaccine. I took right. a Pfizer vaccine. Right. And we both love CBD. I'm going to drink this delicious kombucha you are soon. love this. I have a sauna. I yeah. ice bathe. My foundation is just breathing and moving well. Right. I, took, I put my bare feet on the ground every day on purpose. I mm -hmm. take cold showers. Uh, the you list goes on. And fruits I'm, and vegetables. I eat fruits <laughs> and vegetables. I occasionally go get x-rays yeah. uh, because I have injuries from my athletic uh, career, right. et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I want people to consistently recognize this juxtaposition is so unnecessary. Right. It's not an either or. It, the either or is the essence of what we were just talking about with respect to that um, it's the same kind of thing as believing that you can know it all or, or have that control. It's all the same kind of problem, to put it simply. Mm -hmm. And we can just leave it at that. I just think it's important to, to put a little note on that because clearly CBD, many people, I'm sure, immediately go mm -hmm. to all of these. I know people. that right. I know where they're going to go in some, right. some cases. Right. And quite frankly, it's refreshing that you <laughs> don't. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think that that's what people... And that's as political as we're going to get. Yeah, but it's also, I think there's two answers to that. I think there's two there's two points to that. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, you can go the political, but it's also, I think it's, it's. I think when people meet me, I'm, I'm a different face of the industry. You are. Because, you know, the guys that typically do this work really don't really want to be doing CBD. They want to be doing cannabis. And oh. yeah, and, and so do we, you know, as, as a business, we totally want to do cannabis, but it's, sugar bottom. You want yeah. to, yeah, we, oh, we cannot wait, you know, it's and that'll just depend on PA's legislation. Uh, PA and, uh, we might be looking at other options as well because, mm. you know, really that's why the drink, you know, I can do that in cannabis in any state. It's all, yeah. it's the same formula, um, just a lower milligram of THC. Well, that's interesting. You probably know more about the the direction the federal legislation is probably going. Is it looking like there's any? Do you have um, a sense of the horizon there? I do not have a sense. Of, I yeah. yeah. I don't. 
I don't read tea leaves, but yeah. it is uh, <laughs> it is on the horizon. And even tea leaves is welcome. <laughs> Reading the. <laughs> I, I think Pennsylvania will happen. I, my theory is that Pennsylvania will eventually happen. They need these uh, multi-state operators who've come in to PA for the medical. Um, what is it like? Half the country at this point? Uh, it's not. It's under half. I Close think it's to still 25 eighteen states. Eighteen yeah. states. Okay. Pretty eighteen or twenty-three, but in yeah. PA they're not going medical because the people that have bought the medical licenses. They haven't opened up all of their dispensaries yet. They haven't realized their businesses all the way through to get the tax revenue moving through the system. This is just my theory. Um, but when they, when all of those dispensaries get open, when they are fully operational, then the state will open it up to allow the smaller businesses to come in and start making, uh, adding product to the market and adding tax revenue to the state, but they want these guys to get their money out of their investment. It's, it's a significant investment for these businesses to come in and set up a medical, um, dispensary, a medical grow, all of it. It costs, you know, 20, 30, $50 million to get these businesses operational. They want them to get their money out to make, uh, the tax revenue for the state. And then they'll open it up. I mean, New Jersey, was medical for how many years and you know four or five years later they are now opening it up and the licenses will technically be up at, or the application at the end of august so that'll take another year year and a half for those businesses that get their uh their permit their uh application approved to get operational so Correct me if I'm wrong, but is not this general region, like the Pennsylvania, New England um, soil, like inherently fertile for growing this kind of plant? Well, you're not going to grow. They don't want uh, cannabis grown outside. Uh, yeah. There's you know, security issue, perhaps. Wait, you can do that in other states, right? Uh, they do. They do allow oh. for outdoor uh, in other states. And they, they allow it. It's just not going to be... 20 acres of hemp like we grew last year you know that you just can't the security mm. on that is uh. significant and the amount of labor that is required to tend to that seems like that would be so helpful though from what i understand about this they want the it in soil a, in this area like no they very... want it in a warehouse they they want it in a warehouse they want it in a warehouse district mm. industrial zone where you know Nobody knows what's what's happening behind closed doors. We'll have to save that for another time then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of the cannabis uh, producers want that too because it's much more uniform. Um, it takes away so much risk. You well, are able to alone, yeah. yeah, but you're able to control the environment. You know, when you're outdoors, you have, um, you know, you have to use so many more. Uh, amendments to keep that soil uh, healthy yeah. than if you are in a little pot and, you know, or aquaponics, you know, there's always, you know, variety of ways to grow. Yeah. And I absolutely do not know this um, with any certainty, but my understanding is it's a native plant and mm -hmm. I have a suspicion it would yes. be to our benefit as a, yes. as a species and the environmental component would be that that all is all around positive. Yeah, it, 
And that's really where Fred was coming from when he started this uh, in 2019. He loves history. He is an amazing uh, resource. Oh, then he would know. Yes. And so for him, you know, when PA and the federal farm bill was passed, he wanted to grow hemp because it is, it was something that the early settlers were uh, required to have. They were required to have X amount of hemp plants on their farm because Yeah, of, that's what I'm referring to. I yes, thought that was the yes, case. Yes. My understanding, yeah. like, yeah, yeah like yeah. colonial times. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it went for the rope in, uh, for the ships, for the, you know, for sailing, for the, uh, the sails, paper, clothing. I mean, there were all of these other um, uses for the hemp plant and, you know, the stem, the stalks, all of that, plus then uh, the green material, the biomass that then became medicine. It was all part of their uh, way of living. And that went out the window when they classified cannabis as a schedule one. Yeah. Yeah. They. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Them. Oh. Um, yeah. I, you have to go soonish. Yes. And uh, this is obviously, I should try this while we're on the yes. mic. Right? Well, the other thing you can try uh, that I didn't show you. Oh my God. Were our little pate de foie. And when we oh talk. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about Tanya, I created these for her so she could get her daily dose of CBD every day. And. You know, this shows your background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I wanted to do gummies, and the gummy machine is like I don't know twenty five thirty thousand dollars, and we weren't gonna spend that for a machine. So I found a chef in Philly who makes these for us, and they are amazing. It's a strawberry jam square. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a health like a healthier candy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all sugar. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there is that. Um, <laughs> yes. Admittedly, I did look right at the ingredients. I was yeah. curious, but sugar and more sugar. But, um, but people use these uh, during the day instead of a cocktail, like to chill out for mm. work. Um, other people use them at night for sleep. They are unbelievable for sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna obviously have this moving forward. I have one at home that I uh, a different tincture. Um, I forget the brand, but. I wasn't grown will in Bucks County. Switching. Oh, I'm no, I know that. I just <laughs> hey, this is my introduction to to Sugar Bottom. Yes, so, and of course that speaks to another component. Which stores are you in at this point? So we, I'm I'm really not in a lot of stores and, yet. Okay, you know, yeah. I've uh, I do the farmers markets, and uh, we do a really robust business online. Okay. Uh, I'm dropping boxes every day off to the post office. Uh, uh, we do pick yeah, up. Yeah, you're doing enough with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I'd love to be in stores. If you own a store and you're listening, please reach out. Um, but we really, you know, we end up doing a lot in uh, online. I'm at the uh, Cold Spring Beverage uh, on, in Wrightstown, the five points there. Those oh, guys. right before the obvious other one, Organon's the yes. uh, mutual connection yes. with that. Yeah. Yes. They carry Colorado CBD. Cool. Yes. Very cool. But Cold Spring is amazing. Those guys are great. They have the full lineup. They have the pet treats. We can't keep them in stock over there. It's awesome. Um, I think the pet treats probably go a long way. Well, it's it has CBD plus tryptophan ginger and chamomile. So for thunderstorms... 
Your mm, dog is asleep in 20 minutes and not in a drugged out way, just very chilled out. Doesn't even register. Did that you bring any of those? I did not. I didn't know you had a pet. Oh, I do. I have them in the truck. I have them. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. They would go a long way. Yeah. Yes. They're... The other, so these are the last two. You keep you kept gravitating towards these bottles. Uh, the purple you labels. Yeah, I can't. I'm a sucker for the word zen, for better or worse. Yes. Uh, I sort of laugh at myself for that. But yeah, they're cute. And, and the lavender color. Yeah. So it's a day and night version of Delta 8. So Delta 8... Uh, is one step short of Delta 9, which is full-on THC. Okay. Yeah, so it's Delta 8 THC is how it's listed on your certificate of analysis. And uh, extractors can extract out that Delta 8 from the hemp biomass, and it's legal to sell in about 25, 30 states. The states that have a recreation... um, license permit or open market do not want this sold. Uh, so it is forbidden. I can't ship this, let's say to, uh, New Jersey, a bunch of States because they want the tax. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, but they want the tax revenue on the, on the cannabis. They don't want the hemp producers selling. Wow. Yeah. And it's, but in state you can go nuts or in some, from one state, yeah, to... so like in PA, I can sell it. Um, and so we, I get, I, this is from uh, our same extractor uh, that we use. Uh, you know, we, we bought their excess inventory, if you will. I shouldn't be saying all these, <laughs> how the sausage is made. <laughs> but it's not our, <laughs> our uh, Delta 8. And it's, uh, so it's blended with full spectrum uh, CBD uh, one has 1,500 milligrams of Delta-8 and 500 milligrams of CBD, and the lavender is 1,500 CBD, 500 Delta-8. So it's a day and night version. Okay. So you can take your Delta-8 during the day like a microdose um, without the paranoia. And that's really why people love Delta-8 is that you get the high of cannabis without any sort of paranoia uh, with it. And okay, yeah, I only ever think of taking it at night, uh, a couple hours before bedtime, mm-hmm. too. Um, but I don't do it regularly. Yeah. When you say paranoia, you you really just mean the quote unquote THC component, the of normal it. Yes. high component. And I yeah. have very little awareness of all of that. We didn't. We don't need to get into my relationship <laughs> with uh, any well, of that stuff. You're asleep for most of it. Um, right. I'm just pointing out. There's what is it? Sativa. This is going to mm-hmm. show my ignorance. The difference. Yep. In, and indica. So is it sativa is the one that has no sort of power or is calming or? Indica? Uh, the calming is the indica. Indica, okay. Indica. Is that relevant at all to this conversation? Uh, I think it's not necessary because we, we tend to grow. I'm delightfully ignorant on this topic. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm, I'm a, maybe a step further of less ignorant, but I am not as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all in on the CBD and I'm not a cannabis user. So like, I haven't even tried these. Like, I just don't, like, it doesn't, okay. it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I have uh, a couple of people that have, and they just love it. It's but for uh, the, those of us who are not so ignorant. The indica component is maybe is, is, is really the full body chill. And God. that's the one that really, you don't want to do much with, you know? So when you take high indica, you have a lot of pain 
and you're looking for a vehicle to deal with your uh, physical pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and typically uh, on the hemp plants, they are either more sativa or more uh, indica, but they are a hybrid. So it's not a full sativa on, on your hemp plants um, because they deal with pain, uh, but they also deal with anxiety. And that, that's really the hallmark of our CBD is that they work, uh, it works equally well whether you have pain and or uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, and then the last. There's another, there's another trick. And there's more. Not to mention the pet. Food. Yeah, so the pet stuff is in the car, so I'll get you that. I don't know why I forgot. Oops. That's okay. Well, Dropping. you didn't think of me as having a dog. I guess so, yeah. I mean, we I uh we I sell probably uh my farmers markets anywhere between 10 and 12 bags of the dog's treats every market. We Not surprised. It's it's amazing and people come back and they buy all of the products. We have a very high repurchase rate because it does exactly what people want them to do. Um you know, if you're, like my thing is like, if you're going to build it, you want to make sure that there's enough in it where you get the response you're looking for. Um, here's so, the topical stuff. Yes. I love that stuff. So yeah. our salve has 500 milligrams in one ounce. It also has willow bark and arnica. So it's on the spot pain relief. And then the gel roll on is 750 milligrams with a uh, menthol base so if you like biofreeze you'll love this wow right yeah and it's fascinating because at the farmer's markets i sell i love the salve and i use that all the time uh so i end up selling this uh the salve all the time and online i get so many repurchases multiple repurchases of the gel roll-on it's i think it's more women go to the market and more men buy online i think that's what it what it really is. Hmm. And then the last two items are massage creams that we've created. Um, that has an S on it cause it's our sample and you can smell it. Um, it's a, uh, neutral organic shea base with five essential oil or four essential oils. It, yeah, you can cause somebody else did it. <laughs> you can see the finger right in there. Um, it has, uh, uh, rosemary, peppermint, tea tree Put it on my sword and bicep. oh you are gonna love this um it's so and then it has 415 milligrams of uh cbd in it i uh the woman that makes this for me just did one with saint john's wort as well and so that's going to be a super cream roll on or super cream uh as well and then the alter ego is adore this is more feminine it has rose uh, rose oil, uh, orange, uh, lavender, and I want to say rosemary, and you can smell it even through the plastic. It's it's really quite beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one of those uh, little jars is enough for at least an hour and a half massage. Uh, so you give it to your uh, masseuse, your body worker. They use it on your massage, and it's just the ultimate in awe. It's really good, really really good. So yeah. You get it. Love it. Yeah. Stephanie, we have a problem. I know. Do you know what the problem is? Time. You have to go. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going to be late for Tom. I am. We don't want that. No, because he's going away next week, and I need to uh, need to keep my workouts going. Yeah. Well, and 
Yeah, respecting. His you can time. take that. You're gonna you're gonna want that in the evening, because oh, you, want, you think you, I should save it? Okay, yeah, I think you should save it. Okay, it is um, because it's has a little extra CBD in there. So oh. you are going to be very <laughs> chilled out and you're going to love it. Like it's, it's, tonight's it's, the night. Good. Tonight's <laughs> the night. All right. <laughs> yeah. In that's, many ways. It's only, right. Yeah. yeah. It might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is only two o'clock. So yes. I probably should stay up for a little longer. It's not about, uh, like, and that's, I think, the best part of our stuff is that there's nothing in it that's going to put you to yeah. sleep. It just chill, it takes the edge off. Well, you know, driving isn't the kind of thing where I want to be too chill because right. it is it is a really odd activity. It's yes. sort of like a fight or flight inducing activity. It's a little nuts. Well, so I'd rather not. This have... area, our roads are so packed. I I just well sure as compared to like Nebraska maybe, but or during COVID, like that was the best you could get anywhere in like ten uh, minutes, and now it's a good seventeen twenty minutes. Fair, yeah. Either way, I just am conscious, and I yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I'm just conscious of the fact that driving is a we take for granted the I think effects yeah. on us. So I'm yeah. not gonna drink this until Good. I get home, like you said. Yes, yes. But <laughs> in September, that's gonna be widely available. Um, you know, I'll be really going after uh, um, clubs, uh, beer stores, health food stores. Maybe uh, here. Maybe here. I'd love it here. We oh, we're very open to that, especially things that are all about clearing the mind for neuroconnectivity. Yes, <laughs> I know. Is that great? <laughs> it's very <laughs> connectivity, uh, continuity, and creativity. It's one yeah. of my many little uh, mantras. Very cool. Con- connectivity is the foundation. I don't want you to be late. I, I'd be delighted to keep talking because I, I have two thirty, but I don't want you to be late. I know I, I I'm always late for him, but I I do need to go. Well, I don't want you to be late because of me. Um, but I've loved this. This has been amazing. It's, you know, to to be able to get to tell the story of where uh, this all came from, I feel is important, and, um, you know, I just appreciate the opportunity to do that with you and. Uh, spend some time with you and your energy and yes Thank so you. it's very good very honored and very grateful one really important final question stephanie how did this compare to fox news much easier <laughs> much easier a lot less uh a lot a lot more uh love and uh yes very good well, crap! I screwed up then. All right. No, no, this is the point. Like <laughs> I'm kidding. that was I'm so kidding. quick. <laughs> I mean, it was like that was a blip, and this really, you know, you have to talk, you know, so quickly, make your point in five, you know, five words, and move on to the next thing. And you know, it really, it's a production, and this is, you know, being able to tell a story is important. Yeah, in my sort of ideal marketing concepts, I would say to people the first there are two requirements that i have for people who work with me um professionally is like that i take on as a client you have to be willing to learn mm-hmm. and i'm going to make you stop you're going to have to just stop mm-hmm. in other words like pause be still right we're going I'm, it's going to have to happen yes and uh, I don't mean to do that, but it certainly is part of what happens. <laughs> but you carry the energy, and I think that's the—that is what so few people are able to do. And you know, people say it, but there's yeah. actually doing it. And so you've created a space 
that exudes your energy start to finish. And so you really make people leave it at the door. Yeah, that's that's definitely relatively on purpose. Yeah, yeah. and it's... I hope the value of that continues to be more and more mm -hmm. transparent. So thank you. Thank you. Um, let's get you to your workout. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, y'all. There you have it. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you all. Um, go check out Stephanie Harris's um, CBD products. Sugar Bottom Hemp. You'll see some uh, you'll see all this in the notes, but needless to say, go get it. Go get it, go get it, go get it. You will be very, very glad you did. And with that, I'm gonna go. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you for our sponsors. Thank you to our future guests, previous guests. Generally, just thank you all. There is so much value in doing this, in communicating with you all, in exploring why movement matters, and what real movement even is and means. Um, speaking of coming up guests, guests coming up, we're going to be getting into, in the next episode, some in the next two episodes, some increasingly serious content, and with the intention of looking at and how and exploring it, with the kind of attitude that I described in my last intro, this ferocious humility, this willingness and openness to be consistently non or not moral, not dualistic, not focused on right and wrong, but focused on true possibilities, focused on what's what's needed for us to actually evolve and to break many old habits and patterns and arguably very dysfunctional habits and patterns. And those are go that's going to relate to climate change, specifically from the context and understanding of an, uh, somebody with a PhD in oceanography and somebody who focuses on the ocean for a living. And somebody who's, <laughs> he's, I've never met this particular person, but he and I seem to have a similar critique, if you will, of um, a way of being freedom-focused and freedom-obsessed that is arguably not uh, very intelligent, we'll say, or at least is ignorant of, or dishonest, maybe disingenuous and dishonest, we'll say. So I'm looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to all of them. I'm very grateful for you listening. Thank you. Talk soon.